Hello, UECP family. Today, we're going to continue on our book in 1 Corinthians. And we're going to tackle uh, chapter 9. And I'm going to focus on verse 24 to 27. And the title of my message today is Run the Race. Run the Race. You see, Paul likes to use uh, this analogy of an athlete, of a runner, to challenge us believers that we must run the race. And I like to start by uh, talking about some athletes that for me represent what greatness is all about. The first is Michael Jordan. Okay? Uh, he won six championships, ten scoring titles, and five MVPs. Now he was fantastic. Okay? He was for me the best basketball player. Of course, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks who won you know, their uh, second NBA title okay, in their whole franchise history. So, congrats to them. And of course, Tom Brady. If you watch American football, at 42 years old, he won his seventh NFL championship. So, for me, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Okay, he is the GOAT. He is the best quarterback ng NFL. Novak Jokovic, okay, he won his 20th Grand Slam title at 34 year old. At 34 years old, okay, and he's an active player up to now. And if he wins his 21st Grand Slam, he will be the winningest tennis player. And of course, Michael Phelps. He won 28 Olympic medals, 23 gold medals, 23. No? And I tried to do some research. I think Philippines, as a country, we have never even won one gold medal. Pero si Michael Phelps, he won 23 gold medals, 3 silver, and 2 bronze medals. Galing, di ba? And of course, the pride of the Philippines, no? Si Manny Pacquiao. No? At 42 years old, he is still fighting. He has won world titles in eight different divisions and he'll be competing again in a couple of months. He's gonna fight again at 42 years old. You know, these are all great athletes, people who are known to be the best at their sport, and what separates them from the others? Now, what separates uh, Manny Pacquiao or Tom Brady at 42 years old, they can still do what they do. Now, when I look at them, they're 42. I'm 42. I can't do what they're doing. Why? Because I think if you look at these athletes, they have this um, desire to win. They have this focus. They know what they are doing they know the prize that they want to win so with that focus and with that agenda in their mind they can channel it and really persevere through all the trials so how could people accomplish so much i think it's really about the desire the desire to win the desire to give it all and i think if paul no, the apostle paul actually was an athlete today 
I believe he would be one of the greatest. Why? Because he had that inner desire to win, to perform at his best, to sacrifice, to suffer, and he was not afraid of pain. He was not afraid of giving up his own rights as long as the gospel was preached. He didn't care no? if he was imprisoned, if he was uh, beaten, but if it is for God's glory, it was all right. That was Paul's mindset. I'll give you a quick background of 1 Corinthians 9, verse 1 to 23. See, Paul has been dealing with um, the giving up of his rights. Now, he had to give up his rights so that he would become an effective minister for Jesus Christ. He has shown uh, in, in uh, chapter 9 that he has the right to accept money as a gospel minister or as a pastor. But he chooses willingly not to accept any money. Why? So that the Corinthians cannot connect the giving of money with the preaching of the gospel. So Paul chose not to get any money, even though he had the right to be supported. He then uses his own life as an example of one who became, in verse 22, weak to win the weak. He became all things to all people so that by all possible means, he might save some. So he became weak to win the weak. He became all things to all people so that by all possible means, he might save some. You see, Paul gave up his rights, such as eating uh, of meat, sacrifice to idols, the drinking of wine, and observing Jewish holidays, so as not to offend men in order to win them to Jesus Christ. So Paul, what did he do? He set aside his rights so that he could reach the lost. He set aside his rights so that he could reach the lost. Paul uses the uh, kind of the Olympics, okay? Or uh, the games that was lower than the Olympics as an example of how all Christians today should run the race of becoming more like Jesus Christ. In the Greek context, no, uh, many will run the race, but only one will win the prize. Okay? But in the Christian race, the prize is open to all. And all of us are encouraged to run for the prize because the prize at the end of the race is not salvation. Okay? The prize is not salvation because we are already saved in Jesus Christ. But Paul says we run the race to win the crown that will last forever. So the context of this chapter of this passage in the whole chapter is reaching people for Jesus Christ. Reaching people for Christ. So let's look at uh, verse 24. It says, "Do you not know that in a race all runners 
run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. See, Paul, he wants to um, impart to the Corinthians that we are, that we as believers, as Christians today, we got to shape up. No? We have to have the desire of an athlete. We got to want to win the prize. We can't settle for less. We can't be all right doing nothing. We can't be all right not growing in maturity in Christ. The Milwaukee Bucks, they just won the championship. Okay, uh, they won four straight. After losing the first two, they won uh, four straight. And you know, on the um, Yanis, no? Yanis, the star player of Milwaukee, on, his, on the game-clinching uh, championship, he scored 50 points, 5-0. Okay? They say he could not shoot free throws. He shot 17 out of 19. Okay? So he was really, really fantastic. He was good. Okay? He was good. Why? Because he was focused on the prize. He had that desire to win. Okay? People said he cannot shoot. He cannot jump shot. He cannot shoot three points. He cannot shoot free throws. But in this game, he shot 17 out of 19. He shot at three points. Okay? He just dominated the game. And this was all because of his desire to win the game. So Paul is challenging the Christians today. We have to have the same desire in our Christian life. Do we have that desire to be the best for Jesus Christ every day? Meron ba? Or are we just coasting along in life? In ministry, okay, I believe age is just a number. You look at Tom Brady, he was uh, 42 and he won his seventh championship. You look at Manny Pacquiao, he's 42 and he's still at the top of his game. So as Christians today, we cannot make excuses. No, I'm old, no, uh, I don't know how. Uh, there's no physical church. If you want to grow, you will find ways. Okay, you will find ways. Don't make excuses for not performing for God. We can all make a difference for God. It's just a matter of do we want to work it out or do we want to just coast along in life? But to be honest, as a Christian, if you have Jesus in your heart, if you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, sometimes you just say, I'll just coast along. But if you want to win the prize and to have crowns, then we have to do our best as Christians every day. We have to push ourselves to grow. We have to have that desire to grow in our Christian life. My friends, we must always uh, run to win and don't run to lose. Can you imagine going into you know, a basketball game and your mindset is, ah, we're going to lose tonight. 
If your mindset is like that, then don't play. It's just a waste of time. So my first point today is run to win the race as a Christian. We have to get the heart and mind ready. But the difference for us is we are competing against ourselves and not with others. So my first point today is to win the race, we, miss, we must have that desire to win. Do you have that desire to win? Find that desire to grow in maturity. In verse 25, it says, Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So as athletes, you know, they compete to win. But to win, they have to go into strict training. They sleep right, eat right, train right. And for me, that is called discipline. They have to deny themselves of what they want and they have to focus on what their body needs. They have to focus. So as Christians today, I think it's the same. It's the same. We have to be like an athlete. That's why Paul is using this analogy. We have to learn from the athletes. We have to learn to discipline ourselves. We have to sleep right, eat right, train ourselves to read our Bible regularly, train ourselves to pray regularly, train ourselves to memorize scriptures, to love our neighbors, to share Jesus, to disciple others, and to read good books. And these are all disciplines that if we don't put in the, the desire and the focus, we won't do it on our own. We can't be a lazy Christian, okay? We can't be a lazy Christian. And sad to say, I think many of us, during this pandemic, we have slacked off. Because we're always at home. We don't go out much. We attend a service at home, online. And sometimes, the discipline has just gone out the window. You know, uh, we're listening and yet we're texting. You know? I'm guilty of that. Um, sometimes at the start, you know, we're, we're still eating our breakfast, okay? uh, taking a pee and all this stuff. Then when the message comes, we'll sit, but we're not really listening. And this all boils down to self-discipline. My friends, it's time to wake up. Paul is reminding us today, we have to build one block at a time, discipline yourself in having daily quiet time because as a true Christian, we have to go into strict training and self-discipline. You see, an athlete competes to win a crown that will not last. And we know that all things on earth, they will fade. All the trophies, all the gold medals, all the championships. 
And Paul is reminding us Christians, us believers, that all the more we should have that desire and that drive because what we are aiming for are crowns that will last forever. Crowns that will last forever. Let's look at uh, James chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love Him. My friends, we have to persevere through this pandemic. We can't give in to this pandemic and just lose all self-discipline. No, we can't stop meeting our groups. We can't stop going to online church. We can't stop tithing. We can't stop sharing the gospel. Because we want to win the prize. And we have to persevere through the trials. So my friends, the second point is we have to be disciplined in order to win the race as a Christian. Discipline. No shortcuts. Okay, uh, we have to go, have hard work, self-control, self-denial. Our mindset should be we are going into battle each day. We got to train my body, my mind, and even if I failed, you know, tomorrow is another day. And we have to keep on going and going and going until we grow and win the prize and grow in maturity. See, Paul doesn't want us to give up. So he is reminding us today. And this is a reminder that I also have to remind myself. Don't be lazy. Shape up. Wake up. Don't be lazy. Shape up. Wake up. Put in the work. So the question is, why do we have to work and work and work? No? Why do we have to keep on working? Hindi ba when we are already saved by faith through Christ, hindi ba pwedeng chill na lang, relax? Isn't that how it should be? Yes, you can. But as a Christian, okay, as a Christian, we work because we are saved. Okay? We work because we are saved. It's not that in order to be saved, we must work uh, at it with all our hearts. But it's actually since we are saved by God's grace, then we must work at it with all our hearts. So my friends, we have to have the discipline to continue to work and grow in our spiritual life. Verse 26, it says, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Now, what is Paul saying here to us? He's saying as an athlete, okay, as an athlete, we must know the race that we are in. We must know the rules. The rules of basketball, the rules of uh, track and field, the rules of uh, swimming, they're all different. 
So we must know the rules that we are competing in. We must be prepared. We must know the goal of the competition we are in. We must have a strategy. And we can't go into a race and just say, okay, I'm here. I hope I win without the training, without the desire, without the discipline. My friends, I want to challenge us today in this message that we have to take our spiritual life seriously. I think it's time that we challenge ourselves. Now, why am I not growing? Alaba, what's the problem? It's easy to point at others. It's easy to blame uh, the pastor or uh, your group leader or the church. Okay. But actually, we have to take a look at ourselves. Why am I not growing? What's the problem? My friends, we have to know the race that we are in as Christians. As Christians, we're not running for the applause. We're not running for fame. We're not running after awards. But of course, all of these, paminsan-minsan, they're also good. They give us encouragement to push on. But my friends, we have to know our mission. And what is our mission here at UECP? To remind all of us uh, in today, our mission Okay, I hope you could write this down, put this in your heart, so that you can be reminded. As a church, our mission is to be a Christ-like disciple, committed to making Christ-like disciples. What does that mean? It means the mission, the thrust of UECP, which you choose to come to, is that we want all UECP members to be a Christ-like disciple. One that uh, knows God, loves God, and lives for God. One that has the desire, one that has the discipline, and one that has the direction, the right direction in life, which is to become a disciple of Christ so that we can also disciple others to follow Jesus Christ. That's our mission here. That's our mission here. If you don't know no, the, the mission of our church, then today you know it. Okay? My friends, I want to encourage all of us to grow. We have to be focused, okay? To grow, you need also um, to, to join mga life groups, to join our level-up classes, to join our prayer and fasting, okay? Later, I'll be giving you some announcements. We have these um, things in store for the coming weeks. I hope this will be the challenge for you to start to have that desire, that discipline, and that direction. My friends, we cannot continue running the race aimlessly. 
You know, we don't have any direction. We're just coming to church every Sunday, listening online, and that's it. And that is probably why many of us we get bored of going to church. It's because we don't have that direction. So keep our mission in mind. And may this be your mission, to become a disciple so that you could also disciple other people. So run with purpose, okay? And have the direction to win. Have the direction to win. So what are the three Ds? Tatlong Ds to win the race as a Christian. Keep this in mind. Have the desire, the discipline, and the direction. And in verse 27, Paul says, No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Now, how does a runner get disqualified in a race? How? By not following the rules. Diba? By um, you keep on having false start. You keep on jumping before you know, you're supposed to run. Of course, uh, if you take drugs, that will also disqualify you. By getting injured, you could uh, be disqualified because you cannot be part of the game. And actually, injuries sometimes can be a result of a lack of discipline or a lack of uh, the proper way of doing the uh, strengthening of your muscles. Okay? And also, how can you get disqualified? By quitting. No, ayoko na. I quit. You run, and at the halfway, you just quit. You're disqualified. So to compare that to a Christian's life, I believe we too can get disqualified. So how can we get disqualified? Is when our faith does not match our life. When our faith does not match our life. Paul was fully aware that what he preaches must be seen in his way of life or lest he be disqualified from the race. As Christians, we must run the race with the right desire, with the right discipline, and the right direction so that we will not be disqualified at the end. The message is we got to have that desire to grow every day, and that desire can be compared to an athlete's desire and motivation. And that desire produces discipline. We got to train our bodies. We got to train our spiritual disciplines. We got to train it. And no matter how we push you or how your group leader pushes you or how your parents push you, it's still up to you because you have to find that desire then that discipline. And lastly, the direction is the final thing that you need to have. The direction is you have to win the prize for Christ. You have to become a disciple and you have to be committed to make disciples. So the purpose of why we do what we do is important. 
we are Christians already, okay? But because we are Christians, then that is the reason that we must run the race with all our hearts. My friends, the race is yours. You know, the race is up to you. Do you want to just walk till the end? Or do you want to give it your best and end your life well? My friends, we need to have uh, both discipline and faith. There must be a balance. Okay? Too much discipline and no faith can lead to spiritual burnout. No? So that's why some people burn out. Kasi sobrang discipline naman. No? But no faith, no love for God. On the other hand, you have faith but you don't have discipline, then you, it leads to spiritual passiv passivity. No, yung nagiging ano ka, passive ka na. Kasi it's all faith, but no discipline. My friends, we need both. We need faith, we need discipline. It goes hand in hand. No? Hand in hand. I like to uh, just end uh, with um, Michael Jordan. Okay, Michael Jordan. You know, uh, Michael Jordan for me was the best. No? Of course, I loved uh, Larry Bird. No? But if you look at career-wise, Michael Jordan was the best. Okay? He pushed himself so hard in practice that when it came to game time, it was easy for him. I'd like to uh, quote uh, Michael Jordan. He said, there is no glory in practice. But without practice, there is no glory. And, and I think that's true. Okay? You have to work at your uh, spiritual life on your own when no one sees you. And it will come out naturally when you are serving Him or when you are out in the world now. Or it's like an athlete. No one sees all the hard training they do on their own. The push-up, the pull-up, the you know, sit-up, the hours and hours and hours of training they put in their body, their mind. Okay? Pagdating sa game, wow, ang galing. But that was the result. How did they get that? You know, how could Yanni score 50 points in their Game 6 championship game? It was the accumulation of all the practice. And there's no glory talaga in practice. No applause, you know? no people looking at you. But without your self-discipline, without your own practice time, you, know, you cannot make Jesus proud. You cannot shine for Jesus. And to end, he also said, Michael Jordan said, okay, you don't show up on game day and expect to be great. Greatness happens in practice. Greatness happens in practice. So my friends, what are we doing when we are alone? Do we have that desire to grow 
in our Christian life? Do we have that self-discipline to spend time with God every day? Do we have, are we having the right direction in life? Think about this, and I challenge you, we have to stop being lazy. You know, we can't just give up in our Christian life and say, Bahala na. But we have to really step up. Okay? And with that, I'd like to invite all of us who are listening here today. The pandemic is going to be here for a long time. We don't know how long. But I want to challenge all of us. If you have been challenged today with this message, join a life group. A life group is a community of believers that will encourage you to find that desire, to find that discipline, and to find that direction. If you have a life group, then challenge you know, your life group to grow together. If you don't have a life group yet, don't be shy. Step up, message our church, message me. I'll find you a life group. If you're high school, I'll give you, you know, high school na group. If you're college, I'll give you college group. If you're a senior, I'll try to find you a senior group. If you're a couples, I tell you, you need a life group to grow in maturity in Jesus Christ. We need each other to win the race. You can't do it alone. And like the Proverbs, uh, like the proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So as a Christian, my personal uh, reminder for me is, I want to end my life well. Now I want that one day if I go to heaven, God will welcome me in heaven and say, Will you know, welcome my good and faithful servant? You have fought the good fight. You have finished the race well. How about you? What do you want? May God bless all of us.